Guess what? Chicken butt. The Eagles won. You're supposed to say what? No, bitch, you're supposed to say what? And then I'm supposed to say that the Eagles go to Super Bowl. Fuck! You steal my goddamn line. Guess what? I mean, listen, we can start over. Ready? No, bitch, it's too late. It's too late. (laughs) You've ruined it. You fucking ruined my vibe. To all the Eagles fans, congratulations. Welcome back to the Nava Society. Welcome back. Come one, come all. We have finally finished this book. I do want to say, though, in the future, we have decided that we are not going to waste so much time. If we don't like a book, we are going to stop reading it. Um, It's going to be the DNF clause. We probably won't review the whole thing because we don't we haven't read the whole thing. But we can at least give our reasons for why we finished or why we stopped. If we find ourselves in a situation like this again, we might just finish the book and just do one episode dedicated to whatever it is. Just share our thoughts and just make it one episode. Yeah, so that'll give us a chance as well moving forward to not shit on a book every single episode Mm -hmm. if we don't like it. Because this has, Steph has mentioned, has turned into a drag session. I kind of feel bad. Fucking tied her up to a horse by hand. And just smacked it on the ass and had it drag her through the country estate, <laughs> through the mud and rocks and, <laughs> and shit like that. So, yeah. <laughs> on a happier note, kind of, don't forget to follow us on social media at the Novel Society Podcast on Instagram and on TikTok. And what is our Twitter tag? Um, why does this always happen? The I think it's Novel Society Pod on Twitter. Yeah. You wanted to Twitter? Yeah, we fucking, we, we updated Twitter. We're on Twitter again, I guess. I'm not fucking with it. That's Ashley's thing, so. I was learning over the weekend how to <laughs> properly do Twitter. But yeah, we're on Twitter if you want to follow us on Twitter. <laughs> For this episode, we're going to be getting into the end of the book, chapters 27 through 32, and the epilogue. Yeah, so chapter 27. Oh, wait, is this the point where I said? Oh, yeah. At this point, I also tried to switch back to the audiobook and I couldn't. I did catch some things about the audiobook that I didn't in the actual book, which was kind of interesting. It was kind of how she was speaking to Finn at this point. It wasn't anything important, but it was just like, oh, okay, it feels different. Like it feels like they have more of a connection in the audiobook than they do in the actual book. But that's also because you're listening to somebody speak. Does that make sense? Like there's more emotion in that. Yeah. I would say as a, I've been doing audio the entire time. Um, and I started, I started in the very, very beginning reading the actual book, but I switched, but I feel like by the, by this point in the book that you're referencing, he has proven himself because he was trying to make it a point to say, no, I actually really do love you. And I think there was a dynamic that changed. And I think that's what you're, what you're sensing. Yeah. And it was like a very, it was a very big, like shift. Was it? a natural shift like did it feel did it no. feel natural did it feel kind of like out of place listening to it when you guys have were listening to the audiobooks because as somebody who was just reading it and not listening to audio it just came out of left field for me and i was like okay do you do you know what i mean it's like it's difficult yeah it's difficult yeah, to explain because when i was when i was reading it i was just like no not believable but when i listened to the audiobook i was like okay kind of more believable but still this is a really big jump from where we were mm-hmm. to like yeah. now all of a sudden I professing think, your undying love. Right, right. I think a lot of it had to do with the fact that for some reason, she always felt like she had to choose. And she never 
had to choose between Finn or Bash. And I felt like him professing his love from, you know, that point on in the book, it, it made her be like, damn, I'm starting to see you differently, like, you know, and take him more seriously in a romantic way. But still, at the end of the day, I do feel like it, it, it wasn't a mature love. Like her love for him isn't as mature as his love for her. I have a question for you guys. And I actually posted it up on the page a couple of days ago. Um, well, two questions, actually. One, do you feel like we would like this book better if it was like a, a thruple or a reverse harem situation where she had Misha and Finn and Bash? I think I would. I think she would have gotten what she needed from Misha, which was like a friendship type of thing. She has the unconditional. Well, granted, she gets the unconditional love from both Bash and Finn. But I don't know. I think she could have gotten a little bit of everything from these three men that she's not getting from the one. Yeah. Also, speaking of, what would you rather? Would you rather be in a throuple or would you rather be in a reverse harem? I personally, I think I answered this one. I personally would do a, a throuple. It's a lot of limbs. Yeah, but that doesn't mean that that's how sex is always going to be. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, in a throuple, yeah, we're together, but I it could just be me and one other person or me and this person or me and that person. Yeah. It's if we all want to do it together, then that's consensual and okay. Yeah. No, I was talking about like for the reverse harem, it's a lot of li- Like for a, for a throuple, yes, it's a lot of limbs. But for a reverse harem, it's it's too too many legs. Yeah, reverse harem. It's just way too much happening. Too many, too many dicks. <laughs> too many legs intertwined. Too many arms <laughs> happening all over the place. I can't Who's see. touching what? Where's going where? We not, it's too many things happening all the Yeah, once. too many things yeah. at once. Uh, what about you, yeah. Steph? What would you rather? Um, <laughs> You can plead the fifth, Steph, if you don't want oh, to. Oh, I, I want that to. face, what? Oh, I want to. There's no question that I don't want to. Oh, God. <laughs> Wait. Okay, if you if you had to pick your most favorite characters to be in a, would you prefer a thruple or a harem? That's going to be a harem. (laughs) 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 Wouldn't be bad at all. Okay. (laughs) Moving on. We're back with with uh, with Bree and with Finn as they're trying to now escape the portal because now they're stuck in the underworld. That was a very long, very painful five page anticlimactic escape. In my opinion. I was opinion. expecting more. Yeah, it was, it was, it didn't need to be that long. If it was going to be that long, I expected more of like an adventure, like, you yeah, know, more action, more, where, more high stakes, yeah. more something. But it was just like, yeah, it was just like Finn being like, don't you die on me. Don't you. Don't you dare tell me to leave you behind. I'm like, okay. And then, and then the, it, this was, it was in this chapter, right? Where they ended up having like the spontaneous. Bitch, yes. After, after they escaped, okay. after they escaped death. And she's just like, I need you right now. And I'm like, didn't your whole leg you, get bit up? Do you really? Aren't you bloody? Right. Like from the, from the bite? Aren't, aren't you, you sore? just almost drowned to death? Aren't and you here tired? you are. Like they even described him as resistant. Yeah. It was awkward. 
Yeah, exactly. It wasn't even like, because I get, I've read it before in other books where you're in a life death situation and then you get to a point and like the characters are like, okay, we just got out of this life death situation. It was our adrenaline's pumping. We were there, blah, blah, whatever. And we, spontaneous, right? But then for this one, like you said, it was like kind of awkward because he was resisting and because the, the way to get out of the underworld just didn't have that height of adventure or that height of like, oh shit, what's going to happen next type of thing. It made the spontaneous uh, sex just not not worth reading. Yeah, and, but also it's like, you literally, you just stumbled out of the portal. You haven't even had a minute to catch your breath. It, like literally, there wasn't even a page of text in between them mm-hmm. escaping the portal and her being like, I need you now. And I'm like, ain't no way you need that dick right now, bitch. You need that dick more than you need to breathe. <laughs> I mean, if he's that good, I mean, we don't know. <laughs> yeah, bitch, don't, don't. I mean, <laughs> don't fucking. If he make bitches want dick more than oh they want to breathe, I mean, worth reading. But what I'm saying was, what made it awkward was he was hesitant. Like the way to describe it, he was like, really, like he was like trying to stop her at first, and then she kept pulling him closer yeah. and like being more like aggressive. That to me was awkward. Yeah. Like, he didn't feel yeah. the spontaneity, spontaneity as much as she did. Spontaneity. Yeah, look at me getting big <laughs> words correct and shit. <laughs> I feel like for that episode, oh, for that episode, for that scene, he was upset because he was like, damn, you know, like I was right. We were tethered, meaning we'll forever be connected. And he wants that. The thing is, but you'll never be mine in the way that I want you to be mine. And I'm, I literally was just told I'm going to have to watch you rule with another man. And he's like, what am I going to be like your side chick? Like, I'm not going to be your side chick. That's not enough for me. Oh, I'm sorry. Is that below you? Is that beneath (laughs) you, sir? I felt bad for him at that scene. I really did. Because you can really hear, well, and through the audio, at least, you can really hear the pain in his voice where he was just like, every time I touch you, get next to you, make love to you, anything, it is a reminder that this is only what I'm going to get. Just whatever is in the physical of the now, but never more than that. I feel bad. I agree. I, that was also a scene um, when he was talking to her about like, like what you just said, being his side chick. And like when he mentioned, what about when it comes to heirs? Am I just going to, am I going to be a stud or, you know, or will Sebastian I mean, have a, listen, a say in this? Did Rhaenyra not have three bastard children? The strong children? <laughs> <laughs> like. <laughs> Did did she or did she not? Oh my god! It's not like it hasn't well, been done they before. They tried to pass them kids off. They tried to pass them kids off. They did. They really did. <laughs> but yeah, I I get where he's coming from though, because nobody wants to be that background side piece, side chick. And even then, that scene really solidified for me that while he is really and deeply in love with her, and she was saying, "I love you too. I want to be with you too." It just didn't feel the same it didn't feel like she reciprocated it to the depthness that he was feeling you know and i think that's what you were sensing earlier where you was just like okay she's starting to show feelings for him in a way that we've always been dying for her to see since the first book but it's still not the same it's still not to the same depth yeah it's like where did it come from you know what i mean and then it came so fast all of a sudden (laughs) (laughs) but it was like all of a sudden (laughs) and I'm just like okay and now you're like denouncing your love for Sebastian after you've been going hard for him 
the whole first book and half of the second book. So, yeah, it's just it wasn't it wasn't given for me. They also get back to the palace and they're talking about the plan where Bree and Bash have to cement their bond in the river of ice. Bash does agree to it, but he's not really happy with everything that's gone down and her smelling like Finn, him obviously knowing that they did the deed. I hated him and I hated him in this scene so much because like after feeling what I felt for Finn with that little bit where he, you know, was talking about not being able to be with her. And then here comes Bash and he's like, well, if I'm going to do this, he can't be here. Like, I will not share you with another male. He can't live in the palace. He can't. This, this. And I'm like, he can't be with her regardless. You guys are bonded. Like, it doesn't matter what happens. And the plan is for you guys to solidify your bond even further. Like, I was just like, you sound like a broken record. Please stop. He does. It was a whole lot of you're supposed to be with me. You're supposed to give us a chance. And I'm like, she's already expressed to you on multiple you occasions. have to. But I get it. It's like, I don't feel bad for Bash, but I get it. Abriella being so fucking indecisive. Or not, not not indecisive, but so quick to change. Like, so quick to, like, flip a switch. Like, you were totally down for this man. Mm-hmm. And now, all of a sudden, you're like, oh, shiny black. I was about to say shiny. Black. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. We got to cut that out. We got to cut that out. Oh, Can that please be a clip? Please. <laughs> Please. Please. No. <laughs> I'm embarrassed for me. That was funny. That was funny. Oh, fuck. Uh, no, but she's like, you know, all of a sudden, ooh, something like shiny off in the distance. And he's handsome. And he like calls to my magic and it calls to him and all that shit. God damn, I really fucked myself up. <laughs> <laughs> that one can be in the bloopers as well. <laughs> Fuck me, bro. Ah, oh, okay. Um, ah, oh, okay. Um, at the end of the chapter, something else is added on to the heaping pile of shit that is already, you know, going on in this book, the drama. And Misha says that Juliana could possibly be a spy. And I'm just like, what plot are we going with here? Uh, the Cruel Prince. Ah. The Cruel Prince plot. Ah. That's where we're at okay. right now. Okay, makes sense. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah. Um... Yep. <laughs> I literally was like, I my note, I was like, this book is like a deck of cards, but it's not like all the same style or pattern. It's like you've collected different cards from different like other packs. So you have one that has the spires on it. And then you have one that has like maybe a flamingo on the back of it. And then you have one that's like a Marvel theme. They're all like the, the, the mm-hmm. deck of cards, but they're different designs. That's what this feels like. That is a really good analogy. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. yeah. You get props. Yeah. Let me crown. <laughs> Morgan loves her crown. Um, that moves us into chapter 28. Everybody's pissy. Uh, Finn agrees to leave in the morning, refuses to make eye contact with Bree, breaks her little heart, yada, yada, yada. <laughs> Bash. Oh, wait, before we get to Bash, uh, that night, I think Bree goes to Finn and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. This is never what I intended. I don't want to leave it like this. And he accepts her half-ass apology, I guess. The thing I want to talk about yeah. is the hike. To the river the next morning. Yo, I was with Kane on this hike. Because the moment Bash turned around, it was like, well, you need to. Kane was like, boy, can you give that shit up right now? Like, we are on a hike. Right. (laughs) Trekking up the mountain, out of breath, sweat pouring down her face. She's thinking about Finn and how she'll never get to be with him again. 
And Bash is like, I need you to promise that you'll give us a chance. Promise me right now. You need to say it. And Kane is like, can you shut the fuck up? I was with Kane on this one. Now is not the motherfucking time. Nor plays. It's just, it's one of those things again that makes me hate his fucking character. It was a broken record. Once again, like I just sat there, I was like, okay, so here we are again. Like there's a bigger picture than, than the relationship you want. You know what I mean? Like there's something happening that everybody else is working towards and you've agreed to work towards it. And like your main focus right now is Brie doesn't want to be with you. He's a fucking child. Like he's acting like a child. I'm like, I can't. Yeah. It's like, promise me you'll put the juice in this sippy cup because I only want this sippy cup. I don't want to drink out of the rest of those cups. <laughs> Relax. I felt like Kane is not a likable character by any means. And so for us to be like, no, he's not. yes, we agree with him. You must have done some shit. <laughs> nobody likes you. Nobody trusts you. So the fact that we're going with this man over you, it says mm-hmm. a lot. Says a yeah. lot. And then they're ambushed. Again, how many, bitch, bitch, bitch. How many fucking times? How many times are they going to get ambushed? How many fucking times are they going to get captured? That's like the main theme of the book. It's the main theme of the book. Kidnapping and ambushing. This is the fourth time. I'm over this shit. (laughs) It's the only means of action. It's so dumb. Like, that's the only fucking plot line that you have. That's the only plot twist. (laughs) The surprise that you have. The fucking, oh my God factor. Really? It's tired and it's old and it's fucking crusty and I don't fucking want it. God damn. <laughs> so that leads us <laughs> into chapter 20, 29, right? Yeah. That was chapter 28. This leads us into chapter 29. Of course, surprise, surprise, the ambush was arranged by Sunny D or the Golden Queen. And they're in like this cage or something or the cellar or whatever. And she now I understood why like they in this little bit that we got of her she was very evil at least the way I was reading it I was like it was oh okay I would have liked to see more of that evil yes because when you all of a sudden pop it up here and it's like ooh, and now I'm gonna tell you my evil plan and I never want to decide with you this was a test to see if your loyalties lie with me but I can't trust you even my own son so I'll throw you to the wolves and this bitch is going to die. And I have jazz. And I'm like, so that's where she's been the whole book? <laughs> she's been waiting for this one moment. That was the only thing that I got from that whole speech. Look, we've been saying, even in the first book, <laughs> one of the stuff where was like, we were talking about theories and stuff. I was like, I want to see more of the queen. And you was like, yes, I feel like we're sleeping on her. And so I've been waiting for this whole damn book. And now at the very end, it's like, haha, it's been me. And it's like, where you been, man? The suspense ain't there. Where you been? You know, and I, it, so many, I feel like this story it's has like, so many good bones where if used properly fleshed out more, it could have been like she had the pieces, but she didn't use the opportunities. That would have been a great villain. It's like you have all the pieces to make a shiv, but <laughs> but you made a windmill instead. <laughs> Yeah. And then another thing is, it turns out, what was his name? Rian? Riri? Yeah. Rian. He, it turns out he's been working for the queen this entire time. Also came out of fucking nowhere. So he's a spy. Where he been though? That was never hinted at. Never noted. Nothing. I feel like that was, that was thrown in there. The author needed another surprise twist. Like what she felt like was a surprise twist. He like had some type of grudge. 
against the prince really and that's what had him working for the queen but he wasn't substantial yeah like we're sitting here and we're like there wasn't enough queen for her evilness and like now you have this other guy who supposedly was working behind the scenes but like there wasn't any hint he wasn't even in the scene (laughs) (laughs) that's the thing like he was in the first book but there wasn't enough there, there wasn't enough there to suspect that he was anything but a friend or an ally or whatever. Exactly, because in the first book, he was more suspicious, but we thought it was on Bash's behalf, which, of course, it, it was. But it should have been Preeta because she was the perfect character to make the yes. snake. She, she had the exposure. She knew all the ins and outs. She was Finn's friend. And that's who we were thinking it was in the first book. We were like, nah, she's a finicky character. Mm-hmm. It got to be Preeta. She would have been the perfect person. You want to throw a plot to make it hard. Perfect. It would have worked perfectly. He didn't fit. He didn't have the juice. And if it was Preetha, uh, the character is so connected to her that like the betrayal of that would have, would been, have been felt. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. But exactly. Lexi's over here making cake with all the wrong fucking ingredients. Like <laughs> she has the ingredients to make lasagna, but this bitch thinks she's making a cake. That's Ugh. what it feels like. I can't. <laughs> but like I said, the, the thing that um that really got me too after she threw in that whole thing with the spy and was that she had jazz and I'm like so you just thought that you know after this whole book of Bree not giving a fuck about jazz that bringing her back now would have some emotional sentiment for the reader I don't care <laughs> like you could literally have slit her throat in front of Bree and I would have been like oh I felt I like it would have been more impactful yeah. and more emotional if it wasn't her capturing jazz if it was jazz saving Bree. Like, that would have been a better story. I agree. Yeah. Um. So then we move on to chapter uh, 30. And the queen has put Bash and Brie in these, like, esophaguses. Like, these esophagi, I guess. Is what Are they? Them. I like, thought your esophagus was the, the, the fucking... It's sarcophagus, right? Your throat? It's a sar... It's our, there you Bitch, go. you said esophagus. <laughs> I'm trying to say it. Um. Basically, she put them in these tombs. This is where Bree's like, okay, I got to get to my shadow self. She's also, the tombs are being injected with um, the toxins that they use for the kids. Yeah. To like get rid of the magic. Mm-hmm. So it turns out the queen has like an upgraded version of it to keep Bash and Bree alive so that she can keep, I guess, the crown or something of the Unsealy Court and just kind of let it fall to the waste on its own, like the wayside on its own. And that way she could rule basi- basically both courts. This is where Brie was, okay, uh, reaching for Shadow Brie, and she had Shadow Brie go all the way into the court, into the, um, what is it, the mountain that they're at? I, I don't know where they are. I, <laughs> I'm going to be real with you. I have no idea where they are. So wherever they are <laughs> that the queen is sleeping at, because that's where they're being kept at, the Shadow Brie shows up to the queen's chambers and just basically stabs her. And that was it. That was the end of the, the villain. Yeah. It was very similar to how, uh, what's his name died? Mor- yeah, Morbius. Um, Mor- yeah, exactly. Where it was just too quick. And then I just sat there and I was like, mm-hmm. okay, is that it? Like, what? Blackluster. Yeah, that's how she does it. Like, her, her stuff is not very, anti- or it's not very, okay. like, um, enthusing. It's very anticlimactic. And so I kind of figured when she got to the queen and she was, like, ready to do her big death scene, like, that was going to be it. The only difference now is that we have her fighting the guards in there. And she's like, ooh, and I'm a skilled you know, fucking person with a sword and I slice and dice and even though I've had no training. So yeah, that was just that. 
She was able to get Vash out. Yeah, she's like, I'm going to go look for Jazz. And he's like, I'm going to go find that traitor, Rian. She runs into uh, Jazz, like gets her. And then she ends up running into Rian, who now has them caught again. It's only been like two pages. He's threatening to kill Jazz unless she, I don't even know what the fuck he asked for. He asked for some shit. He asked for the crown from Bash. He wanted the crown from Bash because he realized that once the queen died, the power in the crown was transferred to Bash mm-hmm. for the um, uh, Seely Court. And then, of course, Bree never saves herself. Sebastian comes and saves the day and plunges the <laughs> sword into the back of Rian and through his chest and all is well with the world again. Um, Slices his head off and bam, he's done. Yep. That moves into chapter 31. That was that. <laughs> the first thing that Bree thinks when she wakes up it's not, oh, I have to save Jazz. I have to find her. I have to make sure she's okay. Instead, she's talking to Finn about literally anything and everything in their relationship. Five pages later, decides to ask, oh, is my sister okay? Damn, I forgot that bitch was here. She good, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Oh my God. Your priorities are all fucked up. But that's how it was in the first book, too. So then after that, she goes and visits Jazz. Um, and I think this is the same chapter where they decide to actually make that, that trip. Mm-hmm the um, ice lake or whatever, the river. Vash is asking her, he asked her a question. I can't remember what the question was, but- I think he said, if you if you, you could remember? be human again and give up like a fey life or whatever, like go back to the way things were, would you? And he was being like really cryptic. I thought he was going to stab her and I was about to yeah. say, yeah, <laughs> do it. No. <laughs> um. He Yeah, so he's asking her that question and then um, he asks for privacy. What we all assumed was a firestone around her neck turned out to be an entirely different stone that we didn't even, I don't even think it was mentioned. Yeah, it was like a bloodstone. I think it might have been mentioned a couple of times, but it wasn't really harped on. Right. It was like kind of passed over. They thought that it it didn't exist, that they were all destroyed. So he had one around her neck and he says the incantation, turns it to water, he drinks it. And then like he's essentially can we let's let's flesh this out a little bit Let, let's just break that down so he had said well it's a bloodstone and he said my mother was searching for these um one of the servants found it i took it and she was like why didn't you tell me before that i could have been human he said okay do you still want this after everything is happening and then everything with finn now she wants to stay fey and now that she says she also gained an attachment to the court and now she wants to rule then he snatches it from her says in enchantment to drink it. And turn himself mortal. Because he had said, you told me that to be a great king, you have to make a sacrifice. And he's like, and I want to really be a great king. And he felt like sacrificing himself, his face self, would be a way for him to kind of repay the court. There's a couple of things. There's a couple of things here that um, are just a no mm-hmm. for me. I do like that he did that, that he regained a little bit of dignity. I have no idea how Brie gained an attachment to a court that she has never really met any of the people. I also don't understand how him turning human broke the bond and gave her back the crown because he didn't die. So, yeah, I, I have some issues with that. Mab has said he needed to die, but it wasn't didn't specify that he like he himself actually needed to pass away. Do you know what I mean? Like she was trying to say he te- his face self technically died. Yeah, her wording was you have to sacrifice your life. Okay. But she didn't specify that sacrificing your life meant she, he, she, yeah. he had to specifically die. Okay. Mm-hmm. But I still don't understand how that severed the bond. Is it because only FaZe can bond? Is that why? No, but that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. No. Like, 
a fae. He bonded to Brie as she but was I'm saying, human. But he was the fae. And she died because of it, yes, but... Yes, I don't know. It's just like, if you're still, if you turn human, because the bond should still be there, no matter what. You're bonded to that person's soul. No, because like, it, Finn, Finn with Isabel, he was planning a bond with a human. And like, that was, you get what I'm saying? Like, it, and that's, that's an example of, of the bond being used between a human and a fae. When she asked about her tattoo, the bond tattoo, he said, the bond only survived because I gave you the potion of life. But again, still, it wasn't climatic. Okay. You yeah. couldn't survive him turning human? Yeah, it's confusing. It needs a better explanation. I don't, yeah. That's why I'm like, I wanted to talk about it for a couple of minutes, but we still can't figure it out, and I'm not about to dig that deep into it. I don't care. And it, you guys were listening to the audio. Even with the audio, it didn't well, sound... No, because remember I told you, I was listening to it for a period of time, and then I was like, oof, uh-huh. I don't really like this, and I went back to the book. It was one sentence yeah. of him... Of him laying on the ground and her like trying to hold him and him saying in a low raspy voice that the bond couldn't survive this transformation. Wait, can you act out the low raspy voice? (laughs) 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 He was like, "Um, the bond, it it didn't survive because (laughs) I gave you the potion of life, but it apparently didn't survive this. I sacrificed my favorite. <laughs> and that's pretty much what it was. Him just talking like that, like 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 he was dying. That's a great performance. <laughs> <though>. Thank you. <laughs> that was funny. I enjoyed it. So basically, Finn got his boo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, that brings us right into chapter thirty-two, where all's well again. Finn has his bitch. She immediately is like, "I want to bond with you," and he's like, "Please slow down." Slow down. You literally sweet. just, you literally just got divorced, bitch. I don't get it. Please, did please. she not learn anything? <laughs> no, no, she no. didn't. Finn is the voice of reasoning, and she's literally like, "No, bond with me, impregnate me right now." And I'm like, "Bitch, oh my god, <laughs> whoa!" I want to have that connection, that deep connection. Oh. It's too much. It's, it's too giving. Much. <laughs> and they didn't even, they didn't even resolve the issues. No. Like you have. You have a mortal, basically, on the Steely Court throne. But then what happens when the man dies? Or he starts to age? I, I like, was really sitting there, and I'm like, you guys, this this doesn't this doesn't explain anything. They're going to glamour him to look the exact same. I don't know. <laughs> I don't care. The book is over and done with. <laughs> I literally said at this point, the next book is going to be about her breaking the bomb of Finn so she can get with Misha. <laughs> um, yes, that was, like, basically the end of the... The what chapter 30 32? Uh huh. And then it was the epilogue. And the epilogue is, you know, it's a happy go lucky ending of Finn finally giving in and letting Brie bond with him. <laughs> That's basically what it was. And I still don't understand. So they're just going to glamour him to look fake. <laughs> she went yeah, all the I, way back. She's like, wait a fucking minute. This don't sit. This ain't sitting no, right with but me. Seriously, like I was confused. So she still can't rule with Finn? Like the whole thing just was like this still sucks. Well, no, because she can she can rule with Finn at the Unsealy Palace. Sebastian's just gonna go take over the Sealy Court. That's not what we were reading for. We were reading for them to rule together both courts, like the way it was meant to, or at least her by herself. Because that was the prophecy, was it was not? It? Yeah, that was that was the prophecy. I don't get it. I don't know. Maybe when he dies, I don't know. But isn't Fuck that the it. point of the prophecy? Why she kept repeating it? For I don't it to know. Happen. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It didn't happen. 
listen, this shit is above my pay grade. <laughs> if that's how she wants to end this fucking book, then fuck it. Let let her do her. I let's go ahead and rate this book. Zero out of five stars. Very ghetto. Would not recommend. I give it a two. Oh, you're very generous. I've never rated a book a two in my life. Really? Oh shit. This is like never a two. Mm-mm. That says a lot. Damn. This is, this is the first time for me. I've never, I've never done that. Wow. And Steph reads more than all of us. So. Yeah. So that says, yeah, that definitely says a lot. I was going to rate it a 2.5. I think the 0.5 came into play with that one little bit for Finn that had me aching. Like. That's why I gave it a two. It's like I, I did feel for him, but I couldn't completely give myself right. over to the characters because I'm not, I'm not connected to any of the characters in this book. And I'm not connected to the story. So it's like, I can't even rate it because I have no connection to this book at all. I gave it a two because of Finn. I felt like Finn carried it to the two, but he couldn't carry the whole story. He's only one character. He can only do so much. And in the end, he didn't even gain anything from any of this at all. We were reading for Finn. Even Misha Misha disappeared. Even Misha disappeared. At the yes, end, he was right? so prominent all throughout the book. And then all of a nope, sudden, he, was he like, disappeared. Wee. Once they so, started going on their little journeys, he said, That's Wee. what happened to him. Oh my God, I'm giving me another story. Wee. <laughs> oh, oh fuck. Gosh. Yeah, it was just uh, not my cup of tea personally. And um, I'm very glad to be done with it. Yes. Steph, would you like to uh, go ahead and announce the next book that we will be reading, please? So um, we will be reading the Throne of Glass series. Oh, Woo! shit. Oh. <laughs> oh. <laughs> it's about to go down. We're about to be all up in here with these conspiracy theories and all types of yes. shit. Yes. Back to Sarah J. Mass. Uh, I am excited. I'm excited, but I'm also fucking terrified. Really? <laughs> Only because I know it's going to take over our entire lives. It, it will, absolutely. Yeah. And we're not going to be reading it um, the purest way. We're going to be reading it the romantic way, um, which means some of the books might be a little bit out of order in order to make sure that the story and the characters have a bigger impact on us. So if you guys aren't familiar with the romantic way of reading it, um, I will make sure that I put that up on the Instagram page so that you guys can see the order of the books. Um, we are going to be starting with Throne of Glass instead of Assassin's Blade. We're not going to be reading Assassin's Blade until a little bit further down the line. And that's be great, too, because I've read yeah. it with Assassin's Blade starting and then just going in publication mm-hmm. order. But this will be a nice twist on it. Apparently, the romantic ways you just, for what it is, getting the most romance out of the story and the characters and their dynamics. And we're actually going to be tandem reading towards the end of the series. Tower of Dawn and that Empire of Storms. You're ready for that shit. Yeah. It, it's it's gonna it it's inter- it's gonna be interesting. Can't wait. Yeah. It's definitely a first for the podcast and a first for us. So we are going to start out reading the first five chapters. Yeah. Um with that being said, I hope you guys enjoyed the episode. Um thank you guys for listening and we will see you guys next time. Bye. Go birds. Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>